This is only yesterday. What's up, guys and girls and everyone? Yo, so I'm Tony. I'm Adam. And we've got a special guest. Who is our guest today? It's Sylvia. You already fucking know, motherfuckers. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to be discussing our domestic violence part two episode. Um, so the sources that we're going to be using were discussed in our domestic violence part one episode. So if you're truly wondering about the sources, they're back there. It's all good. It's still there. We don't plagiarize. We don't plagiarize. We don't play that shit. We give people their credit when credit's due. We do the work. And we do the fucking work, bro. Word. So, um, today we're going to be discussing, again, some of the more, the physical and emotional, like how they intertwine. Because, like we said on our first episode, it they usually come together, right? Yeah. Um, so, we're going to start off with a little bit of um, intimate partner violence okay but before we begin but before we begin we are not therapists this is not therapy for hr exactly do not do not take this as therapeutic advice if you need therapy get therapy from a qualified therapist and or a doctor for sure go to a doctor yo again we can't give you therapy it's a fucking podcast yes we are talking to you we're not asking you for no input right now yeah and we will once we're done recording yeah. the episode we'll ask you for your input your feedback but so now that our asses are covered what are we getting into so um intimate partner violence and we luckily are blessed with the opportunity to have this person alive and here mm. to have this conversation with us um so do you want to give a little so do, as, as much as you're comfortable who are you what what's good um <laughs> I don't know. What, what, what do I say? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. So, whatever's on like, your do mind. Do I just like, like start like just, how it all started and how it happened? Or? So, sure. As much as, as many details as you're willing to give, you so, know? Don't and, wanna. So, okay. really, really, let's just start with where are you at today, right? Okay. So, how are you managing the things that you would went through today? How are you um, managing? Most days, it's like rough, and I try to just keep busy. And like, so be distracted so I don't think about it. Um, I don't know. When I think about it, it's, I don't know, I have a lot of mixed emotions. Like sometimes I'm angry and sometimes I'm sad. Sometimes I feel guilty. Like it's just everything. Sometimes it's just, I don't know, all of them at the same time. Like, right. No, for sure. It's, it's a lot of, it's a mixed bag of emotions uh-huh. because again, you know, these are, these are people that we have connections with that are many times the people doing the domestic violence, right? Because it's domestic. Um, and so it's difficult when we put those emotions in there. Like we think about the good times, we think about the hard times, we think about, you know, where we're going today, where we're, you know, what's happening. Um, and so for our listeners, Ms. Sylvia happens to be a person of color. And so when we discussed in our first episode, um, how difficult it is for some women of color to be as open and forthright with their <clears throat> with their local law enforcement about what's going on in their situations. Um, how many times, or rather more often than some of their other um, age cohorts, they're either not given the amount of proper adequate resources, they're sometimes being seen as they are the issue, or you need to be doing more instead of, you know, why are you still here? So I kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit. Um, so when you get a hold of law enforcement for, or like 
when, when you try to reach out, right? Like, so what, what do they say? Right. So um, this has been going on for a while. Um, and I started calling the police probably like two years ago, um, just because, you know, like everybody's like, oh, don't talk to the cops, all of that stuff. So after a while, I just got sick of it. Um, they aren't really helpful. Um, in the beginning, you feel like, oh, finally, like somebody's going to help. Um, but they don't answer the phone. They give you like a list of resources and you're calling people and they're, oh, we got therapists for you. And I call, email, um, you complete some applications for victim help with the victim advocates. Mm-hmm. That takes forever to get approved. And then once you are approved, it's like super hard to get a hold of anybody. Um, and then there was just like last week um, or a couple weeks ago, I called a detective because he was in my house. So mm-hmm. I called him and I was like, can you guys go so, get so him? So the perpetrator was yes. in your house. Mm-hmm. Okay. I asked him to go get him out of the house. Um, and he was like, oh, well, I'm with family right now, but I'll look into it later. Jesus. Whoa. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know, just things like that. It's like crazy. And I remember one time um, we had gotten a car accident because mm-hmm. um, we were fighting in the car driving. Um, so we ended up totaling that's, the car. That's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Just for the, if you haven't thought yeah, about it before, don't, don't, don't fight in the don't, car if you can help it. Only yeah. yesterday does not recommend fighting in the car. <laughs> yeah. Or fighting. Yeah. So then the police came. Um, and obviously when this goes on, I defend myself. Mm. So the police came um, and I'm telling them like, you know, he's beating me up. Like do something, you know. And first of all, they're like, hey, hey, back up. Because I was like freaked out. Like I go like running up to them, like do something, you know. Right, right. He's like, back up, back up. So I'm like. I need wow. help, you know? Like, I'm the threat, motherfucker? Okay. Yeah, they come to the car, and they're like, well, did you hit him? And I'm like, well, I was defending myself. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? I'm like, I kicked him because he's, like, attacking me. Right. And they were they charged me with assault. That is fucking insane. Okay, so, real quick. Um, this is clearly going to be a very heavy episode, a very difficult episode. So, multiple trigger warnings, multiple oh. sensitive content warnings. Um, I... I shudder to think of the possibility that it could have been. So you were saying, hey, this person's attacking me. This this person's attacking me in the fucking car, like as we're driving. Okay, I'm frantic. I'm justifiably emotional, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, someone, hey, look at me. Hey, th- th- you see what's going on over here? Um, and then to say, oh, hey, you need a backup? Hey, I'm actually going to charge you with assault because you, I can only imagine, I can only imagine in the mind of this officer or whomever Mm -hmm. they may have thought you provoked him into this emotion that he's in now so i'm going to charge you with assault or go go ahead adam you said look like you got something to say um i am gonna shit on cops for a second on some cops for a second Mm. the bad ones but i feel like there should be no bad cops but that's just me Mm. um they suck dick sometimes at responding to this kind of stuff because like yeah. we had this police officer come in we we're a social work cohort and we had this police officer come in and he was just he's telling us kind of his process with this kind of stuff like who do you believe and stuff and he he had the emotional like i don't know just the most socio-emotional skills of like your son's dirty diapers like fucking Yo. Mm. Okay. he was just so cold and he just like we're just fact finders you know you can make the facts look like anything. Sure. Like depending on how you present them. Yeah, exactly. So like with domestic violence, like you can make it look like the woman beat you or that, you know, like, uh, there was a woman who went, was murdered in Utah recently Mm -hmm. who the police had a chance to stop them and they stopped them. Like they're fighting or something. 
and they did the same thing where they didn't believe her sent her along with a guy she went missing found and he like yeah he killed her so i fucked up it makes me so mad like sure and i hear this all the time too where it's like you get charged with assault because somebody else is beating you and you defend yourself so right and so to to think about that like that level of of dissonance one would have to have to say hey let me call a police officer to help me out like usually that should be no problem right like oh hey let me let me go ahead let me go mm-hmm. ahead you know help someone help me out please let me, officer jenkins or whomever um if there is an officer jenkins i hope you're an awesome person <laughs> um but usually leroy jenkins <laughs> yo apparently that was a whole setup allegedly that was like a prank or some shit but that's besides the point so okay. anyways um when we discuss you know, it should just be second nature to want to trust law enforcement. But when we add this extra added layer of being a person of color, being a person who happened to had to defend themselves in that moment, and now they're like frantic, emotional, like they should be, like any person would be. Um, now it's like I can't reach out to this person because I'm going to be seen as the aggressor, or I'm going to be charged, or I'm. Right. Thankfully, I wasn't fucking shot right then and there because, like. If what you're telling me is true, and I definitely believe what you're telling me is true, like, I can only imagine, like, this officer was like, yo, hey, oh, I, I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm glad that he didn't, you know. Right. Because I wasn't, it, usually I'm like, I don't know the word, but I always make sure, like, the way I'm moving when the cops, like, because you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, usually I'm thinking about it, but at, like you said, in that moment, you're like, so... Ah, just freaking out like and I didn't even think about it and I literally went like because they're supposed to like you said help so I'm thinking like oh they're gonna save me Mm. and it was just it was so scary too because like that's all I'm thinking about like after I'm like oh my gosh like they could have shot me or what if you know what I mean like I was freaking out wow wow yo that's that's fucking insane was this how long ago was this Um, that was like two years ago two years okay Mm. yeah and so like we had mentioned earlier um, some individuals may have internalized ideologies antithetical to the disclosure of violence because of something like this, right? Like I may, you know, say something and then be a victim because I spoke out against violence that just happened to me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so some people just like bury it or they're like, yo, it's, it'll be less stressful for me to have to explain this to somebody than right. to just go through another day. It'll be fine. Like fucking. Mm-hmm. Or with the cops, like you call them and there's the stereotype of, oh, well, it's just another black or brown person fighting kind of thing you know so like mm. that's kind of the attitude right sometimes you know when you talk about when they could prevent murders i feel that and a lot of times i know people are embarrassed and that's how i felt in the beginning like i didn't want to tell anybody so i know there's a lot of people that are alone and i feel like everybody should like try to make them comfortable instead of why is she still there like see what you can do to help her you know Absolutely. like i feel like there's yeah it's a lot of it, people are embarrassed like it's not like, who wants to go and say, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's hard. It's hard for sure. Yo, and when we speak of people who are here to serve their communities, right? Like, what would make someone feel more empowered than helping them escape an abusive situation? Right. Right? Like, I would be like, fuck yeah, I did that. Mm-hmm. I helped. Fucking boom, fist bump the person. You know, if they're comfortable, maybe, maybe high five or like elbows out. I don't know. You, you <laughs> don't want to re-traumatize <laughs> just, right. right. So maybe just a little, a, a a little, little note. note. A little note. There you go. <laughs> so, I mean, it's. It's it's wild. And something else that you had mentioned, um, when we say, hey, we have all these resources available, like we discussed in our earlier episode, right? Mm-hmm. When we were discussing, hey, we've got these clubs, we've got these support groups, we've got, you know, therapy, things like this. Um, some of those things cost fucking money. 
right? Exactly. And so mm-hmm. when so let, let's just let's talk about therapy for a sec. So have you have you reached out? Have you tried to get some therapy? Um, yeah. So I have a regular therapist that I was going to um, not regularly, but like the last since my son was born. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, that gets expensive because like my he stopped taking my insurance. So <sighs> yeah, and then That's I just another layer. yeah, I just couldn't I couldn't go anymore. I'll add another layer to it too. Sometimes like. We had this crisis last week that I dealt with similar to that where there wasn't a shelter open. Like there were no spots and this person was being beaten actively. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And so like, what do you do? Kind yes, of, you know, I experienced like, that as well. I yeah. called and you can call everywhere in the, st- literally in the state. I've called Ogden. I've called everywhere and they're, oh, we're full. We're full. Keep calling back. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to be? And my kids like, what are we supposed to do? Right. And they're like, just keep calling back. Just keep calling. Okay. And Utah is notoriously like... They're notorious for underfunding resources for women, um, especially this kind of stuff. This is why there's this problem. I'm literally infuriated right now, <laughs> like, and I'm I'm not. Tony's even, triggered. Like, I you, I'm I, not triggered, dude. Like, it's what it is. Is I'm more frustrated. Like, yeah. you mean to tell me that I've devoted however many years of my life to learning how to be here for people and help them access these resources, hoping that there's you know going to be enough funding, there's going to be people who are supporting these types of things, telling people, hey, this is where you can go to get this you know, fucking resource, mm-hmm. but it's being intentionally underfunded or they are genuinely doing the best they can. They're super packed up and all that shit. I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt. I don't actually fucking know, but imagine, right? Imagine the frustration of someone who you know, not only is in the situation, like actively, right? Actively trying to seek help, but for the person who's trying to help them say, where the fuck do I send this person? And so I had anxiety. So then we like, oh man. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I'm not gonna say, say it. Say, I want to hear this now, bro. I mean, and then there's a reason a black market exists, right? Like exactly. there's a reason why people went and bought a fuck ton of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that some people like, you can go get like crazy inexpensive surgeries in Mexico, right? Like there's a reason this type of shit exists because we're I'm I'm not triggered. I'm I'm livid okay. rather. And and so when we discuss these types of things, okay, so what did you like what kind of stuff was talked to you, like was talked about with you in therapy? Like did therapy help at all? Was um it, it did. Um he was more focused on like past trauma he was like i feel like i don't know he was like let's just start here and if you can get over that it'll be easier does that make sense Mm, like so it was just we didn't even get like into all of that like we were just things that happened when i was a kid and growing up and stuff wow okay Mm -hmm. so you didn't even really get an opportunity to like process all that shit with the therapist like right recent shit yeah no um so that okay that fucking sucks um let's just go ahead and point that out like that's just that's fucking terrible and so I feel like we should have more nonprofit organizations who are able to assist in moments like these, right? When we mm-hmm. have people who are trying to reach out to these different organizations and we can't do it. Like we need to find some sort of, you know, fucking nonprofit that has like the the lowdown on like the local clinics that are fucking waiting for somebody, right? Like right. so I feel I feel like that'd be that crazy helpful. There's, helpful. There's a scene in Spider Man where he is like his girlfriend's falling mm-hmm. and he's trying to save her and he just gets that close to saving her but his for web those, stuff for runs those of out. You who can't see his fingers my are fingers are making close. this little tiny micro <laughs> like little close pinch. together that's how i feel as a therapist mm. i obviously am not spider-man 
Okay. Haven't been bitten by a spider yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, it's just, it's fucking frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so there's, there's just there's so many things that I feel right now. <laughs> so how is the relationship? So the relationship that you have with him, right? Like, was it a, was it a good one before all the madness or was it just like a little bit of the madness sprinkled in everywhere? Yeah, it was, it was good when it was good. And then it was bad when it was bad. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And again, I'm sorry to hear that. Like no one should have to go yeah. through that fucking wild type of shit. And so are you able to, how are you processing your trauma now? Like, do you even process or do you just like throw it off yeah, to the side? I like, really I got too much shit to do. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you don't like really like talk to someone, just like sit down and be like, Hey girl, let no. me fucking talk to your ass about what like, just happened. No, I feel like I try to talk to my sister, but I don't know. She's not so open. Like a lot of, like I said, people, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know what it is, but like people don't want to talk about it. I feel mm-hmm. like, I don't know. That yeah. sucks. Is it because it makes them uncomfortable or? I think so. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And again, that's one reason why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Because people need to hear this shit. Yes. It's, it's that. Happening. And then sometimes like, I just don't want to talk about it because then I feel like, you know, I don't want to be judged or like I said, like, cause everybody's like, Oh, well she's stupid. Why is she still sitting there? Like, Oh, this girl, she's over there. Her, her baby daddy beats on her. Like, you know, and it's like, dude, like try to help. Like, yeah. and they don't understand. Like it's so much and it's confusing. Cause like I said, we have the, our good times and then the bad, bad. And it's confusing. Like it's, right. I don't know. It's rough. So it sounds like he's good at manipulating people. Mm-hmm. Um, I look good. It sounds um, like, and I want to say just on the record, I don't feel like you should ever feel embarrassed or judged or feel looked down upon for wanting to talk about these things because they are something that's truly happening to you in this real fucking world. Like when we talk about, you know, how easy is it again, multiple trigger warnings, how easy is it for someone to say, Hey, let's crucify this pedophile because he wants to, you know, do all this. Jeffrey Epstein's name was in the fucking news for ages. Jelaine Maxwell, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like when we talk about these types of things, people have no issue talking about it. But when we add the intersections of being a colored woman in a predominantly quote unquote traditional state, Mm -hmm. um, people don't want to hear about that right like, right they just want to hear like oh yeah are, are you good is he good y'all y'all gonna get it sorted or not like are you staying or leaving like that's right. really it they don't want to that's care. how i feel i feel that or i feel like people because then it's like a whole gossip thing too and i don't think that's okay either like yeah, that's bullshit. people like will listen to what you say and then just go oh my gosh like did you hear she'd like you know what i mean so that's another reason why i don't mm-hmm. really like talking to people like i keep to myself because it's yeah yeah right. have you and I'm, I'm not trying to like push you to act or anything you do you mm-hmm. have you been to any support groups or anything or no i don't have time for those i did one that was yeah. um like online and that was good because like i said just people that understand um right but yeah i've just i don't know i just try to ignore it honestly mm-hmm. let me just if you haven't heard this before let me be one of the first to tell you um if you just ignore and just push down trauma like mm-hmm. it will manifest into maladaptive behaviors like you can quote me on that. Um, I've been doing that for like 27 years and I'm just and look at you now. So, and I'm a yeah. therapist. So, <laughs> right. And so I say that to say, even if it's just being open on this podcast and having this discussion with us, like mm-hmm. I hope that we're able to help you process even just a little bit Yeah. because 
we are not the type of people to say, hey, I, d- d- why are you saying with him? I'm going to go you know, tell this other person. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Like, it, that's, that's not, it. and again, it infuriates me that you feel this way, like mm-hmm. that you've been conditioned to feel this way based on past reactions or exactly. just based on like what you see in media or whatever. Like this is fucked up. So we knew we need to find more support. Uh, yeah. support groups right mm-hmm. um, or support systems a good support system or a good like resource is Medicaid okay mm-hmm. Medicaid so have you worked with yep. Medicaid yep. Awesome. they just recently which is crazy because I've had like food stamps and Medicaid probably the last year that I've been working and they just right. cut them off they were like nope you make too much you're not eligible and I'm like are you kidding I don't <laughs> I don't though I don't what the yeah. fuck okay so you had Medicaid for however long, right? And then yeah. they're like, "Yeah, nah, we're not. We're just not." Mm-hmm. So, do do they know that? Are you the only well, breadwinner? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they know this. Yeah. So why is it that we're going to have our? Why are we going to have like a, a single mother? I'd imagine. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. why are we going to take her off Medicaid with multiple children? I'd imagine. Yes. Like. For what? Like, it's crazy. And again, these these are the same systems. Yeah, and it's are- like you make enough money and then they're like, oh, well, your job offers it. And I'm like, well, like, I can't afford that. Like, I have so much going on. Like, I cannot. Yeah, I cannot. Right. Where I work, which I won't announce on the podcast because y'all don't need to know that. Right. But just informational. Like, we offer, it's called an unfunded grant where it's like if they're between how much money they make, like right between, you know. So we have tons of allocation, like space oh, that's cool. for therapy and stuff. So. Okay. After, after this ends, I'll give you some resources because right. I, I do this for a job. So this is like awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yo. And so and that's another point um, that I wanted to discuss here is the the actual availability of some resources, but the lack of awareness for the people who need them. Right. Right. So I can only imagine, or rather, I would hope that a perhaps a group of social workers. Or, I mean, specifically a group of social workers, right? Motherfuckers. Like, mm-hmm. And maybe even local law enforcement, right? Getting involved and saying, okay, so, hey, this is my community that I'm needing to serve. <clears throat> Here are the issues that I'm hearing are going around in this community. Let's do, like, a community drive where we can right. be like, hey, there's this resource, there's this resource, there's this, there's this. Or let's get into, like, again... So who around here is, you know, a therapist, right? Like let's, let's link up with, right. Let's link up with that person (laughs) and say, okay, so what sources do you know? Like some of them that are maybe in the state, some of them that are, if we do have any out of state resources or like federal resources or whatever, Mm -hmm. like I feel like making the availability known is just as important as having these resources, of, exactly. resources available in the first fucking place. Exactly. Yeah, because there is a lot of stuff. Like, I'm telling you, the police department gave me just a packet. It was like, oh, here's your... I was like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> we, yeah. we, we literally wow. have a person. Their whole job is to enroll clients because it's such a fucking hard process. Like, sure, the paperwork and just all the documentation yeah. you have to have. Yes. And so I think that having a bunch of paperwork is... It's a double-edged sword for me, right? So one, we have documented, hey, this person here, they need the support, they need this right. particular resource. But then on the flip, it takes however long to document, file that away, keep that in the record. Um, if something happens to it in transit, fuck, we need to get a hold of this person who's to say they're still fucking alive because, you know, X, Y, and Z is going on. We literally had a meeting about this this morning, like for an hour. So, yeah. I'm glad we're talking about it today. <laughs> yeah. And it, like I said, they gave me, I did applications, um, and then there's like there's a lot of resources that are available, but it's like 
hard to get approved. Like I did the applications, what, like a month ago and I'm still waiting. And then, like I said, I call, nobody answers. Like, it's like, oh, I don't know. It's the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. It's, and imagine if you can listeners imagine being a mother having minimal free time as it is and then using what free time you have available to reach out to a resource or to be like hey let me call this person let me call this person again still actively going through domestic violence with you know one's partner one's whomever using your minimal time just to be told i don't have time for you Mm. or we can't do this sorry or not being responded to at all Like, the feeling of helplessness must fucking suck. Oh, and for the record, the last episode that we do on this resource is going to be, like, being hopeful and, you know, helping and doing all these wonderful, great things. Positive, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to be doing that in the next episode. So this one's going to be fucking heavy. I'm sorry. But it needs to be talked about because it's fucking happening today. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. For sure. And I think it happens to a lot more people than we realize. To both women and men. It does happen to men, too. Yeah. And again, in our previous episode, right, it happens to men, it happens to women, it happens to transgender individuals like the LGBT community, Mm -hmm. like definitely. Um, And so how do you, how do you manage that feeling? Like, how do you continue? Yeah. Like, how do you say, okay, I'm going to keep trying. So my thing is my kids. Yeah. When I wake up and see them every morning, I'm like, okay, we got this. We got this. Like, that's it. They, everything I do is for them. Wow. That's powerful. And so- for for those of you who don't have children, um, find something in this world that you have a connection to. like, And hopefully it's not that toxic person that's being a piece of shit to you because that's not a good connection to have. Right. Um, yeah, and we're going to do some episodes on codependency later. So, Yep, I'm telling you. I'm giving y'all sneak peeks right now yeah. for free. Yo, I want my money back. Okay, never mind. I, I'm gonna clip that. Anyway. I'll give you. I'll give you like your dollar back for that. That's okay. <laughs> All right, word. Yo, I'm yeah. with it. Okay, so... um. Oh, wow, wow. Again, like, I again, I'm sorry to hear that you have to go through this shit. Like, it's rough. Um, and again, for our listeners, we haven't discussed, like, some of the really, really, really deep shit, because I don't, I don't know if y'all are ready for that, or I don't know if you are ready for I'm that. I'm good. I'm you, ready whenever. You, yeah. You want, I mean, if, again, as much as you're comfortable, like. Yeah, but then the other point I wanted to, like, make sure people understand is, like, the court process as well. Like, the bail, mm. like, after being stabbed, his bail is $500. Like, that's insane. We that's were talking insane. about this earlier. Like, you you said after this man actually and literally stabbed you, his bail is $500. I can put that shit on my Correct. credit card right now. But not only that, we have three prior cases that are open and going to court right now. Wow. So like when they like, I feel like honestly, and I tell, I told my mom, I told my sisters, I'm like, I feel like they're not going to do anything until I'm dead. Like usually like, and then I seen like, I don't know if you guys seen that, the Shandon Scott, did you see her? Like, it's the same thing with her. They didn't do anything until she was dead. And then everybody's like, you know, like, that's how I feel. I feel like they're, that's honestly how I feel like they're not going to, nope, they don't care. They don't care. That's. And if you're a police officer listening, please do your job and help this lady. Help, for God's sake. Um, and that, again, is hard, super hard, right? So we have multiple cases against this very same person. We have multiple warnings. We have multiple records. We have multiple applications. We have fucking, like, a literal mountain of paperwork. Yeah, it's literally years worth of things going on and calls and calls and calls 
And sometimes I call and they don't even show up for like an hour. I'm like, dude, well, when he heard me on the phone with you, he left. Wow, wow. Yeah, and they're like, oh, just call us if he comes by. I'm like, okay. How do so, you... Oh, do you have something? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I do. Um, get, get it out. The fact that there's so many different cases that have been, you know, associated with this person and the fact that you are still going through what you're going through on top of the fact that this person's bail is only, only $500 is fucking disrespectful, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's some of this, this hopelessness, right? Like, like right. so what the fuck? So what do I do, right? Um, and I think processing as best as you can, like as you're doing, you know, like saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to be here for my kids. I'm going to do whatever I can. Mm-hmm. You know, continuing to ping and be like, yo, okay, so look, I'm still here. Right. I'm still holding mm-hmm. it down. Y'all motherfuckers yep, lucky. And I got this. <laughs> yo, and I'm telling you, watch. watch. And if all I'm going to say is if you happen, I hope that, let's just say, I really hope you don't lose your life. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to stay alive. But if you do, and there is not like a criminal negligence, like wrongful death right. suit mm-hmm. or like some sort of like litigation that is brought upon the state for this. Yeah. I feel like that too would be a disservice to you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like y- y- you are a person. Your life fucking matters, dude. Yeah. Like I, I honestly feel it. like they don't care. Like they just do their yeah. paperwork part. And, and I think after so many times too, they're just like, whatever. Um, and then that's the thing people don't understand either. Um, is like the protective order. Obviously he doesn't care. Hmm. And he's the type of person just to keep coming and keep coming and keep calling from different numbers. Like, sending me dollar on cash app so he can send a note with it like oh you know what God. i mean and after a while like he breaking in and coming to my house i'm like i don't even want to fight so just let him be and then that's how it starts all over again so yeah. sometimes i just i don't have it in me to fight like fight anymore and keep calling the cops when they're not going to show you know what i mean so i'm just like whatever and that's literally how it starts over and over yeah and there's several things that come to mind so living in utah's really unique experience because like there's this, there's this attitude that to sweep things under the rug, that mm-hmm. things don't happen here. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's a great state. Yeah, it fucking mm-hmm. sucks. Um, and so I think that kind of carries over to the police, you know? Like, the, Utah is much very much about maintaining that outward shell of kind of everything's fine, you know, right. kind of thing. Hmm. Um, right. And so... There's that, you know, and then there's just the fact that they suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sucks sometimes. Yeah, and that's, it's rough, man. It's, it's, it's horrible. So imagine, if you will, <clears throat> someone who won't respect a restraining order, right? And mm-hmm. so you say, okay, I'm doing everything I can legally. I'm going through all the steps, going through all the hoops, doing all this, 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 and that. Um, how can we ensure your safety? Let's say if you, let's say if you were a social worker, right, mm-hmm. or you were, you know, law enforcement, you 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 could, you know, sign some legislation and be like, "Yo, bitch, this is the law." Right. Like, what would you do? What change would you make? Um, it's definitely going to be like the bail and then like the sentencing and stuff like that. I think that is a big part of it. Okay. Because they just keep letting him go, and so he's like, he doesn't care about that any either. It's like if he goes to jail, he's just going to get out. Hmm. Like, oh, five hundred dollar bail, I'm out. So. Does he usually pay his own bill or does someone No, he has friends. He has friends. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. That's shitty. So, I mean, do you think like maybe like increasing the bail f- per like 
violation or is it like if you have this particular violation, you have this much that you need to pay. Right. And then it will increase every time. That's how I feel it should be. And then, like I said, the sentences should be a lot because it's, I don't know, for the, what they, the crime that they're committing and then the time and stuff that it just doesn't match for me. It doesn't Mm -hmm. like you can like one time I was pregnant and he choked me until I passed out and I'm pregnant. Okay. And that just like, he got probation. Like, how is this okay? Oh yeah, like what? God. So you, like I said, they're just gonna wait until. But if you don't pay your taxes, they're right there at your door. Right. That right. day, that fucking millisecond, they're like, yo, reject it, decline, give me my fucking money, bro. I'm <laughs> exactly. here. I borrowed money from my grandparents, and that's the only reason they they contact me is when they remember that I haven't paid it back. So, wow, it's the same. So yeah, I think that you know compounding sentences let's just, just that specific instance right that should be a fucking hefty sentence right because yeah, like that's what i'm saying in, in my opinion right like i i'm not a law enforcement officer i don't write legislation but like as a person as a social worker <clears throat> who's you know interested in people's well-being mm-hmm. um and safety and autonomy yeah we, we gotta do some that's work i'm, I'm channeling sense. my inner social worker here we should bring back kind of the medieval, you know, those stocks where they lock you up in the town square and everybody can do shit to you. Okay. Yes. That's what we should do. Okay, yo, we can bring them back. Yep. That's what I got some ideas. Sure. Got, I got that ideas. dunking chair, you know, that dunk you in the water over and over. Yo. That motherfucker would never touch you again. Mm. Yo, and it's it's rough, man. Um, and so, again, this is this is a reality for some people, like every day of their life. And so yeah. we we must do this episode. I'm sorry. We had to. And I will say, if you're one of those assholes that says, oh, well, why did you stay? Or how come you couldn't leave? Or you had the, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> it's so difficult. That's so all I have to say. Shut the fuck so up. Let's say, what would you say to someone who says, you know, why are you still there? Why don't you leave? Um, I would say if you were, you have to go through it to understand, right. honestly, um, because like, I used to think like that too when I was younger. Like, oh gosh, they're so dumb. Like, why are you still like, hello? You know, mm-hmm. but then it's like, I think like you guys said, like he's a good manipulator. And then I don't think people understand how like depressed you get and you get in like such a dark space and you're like, you have no self-esteem. Like you're just, you know, they like beat you all the way, all the way down. So you're just, it's, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And then when you're in that situation and then, people are judging and saying things like that just makes it so much worse. So you have nowhere to like run to or, you know what I mean? So you just feel like you're just stuck there. Yeah. And that's, it's rough. And so you, you touched on like when they're doing these terrible things to you, you know, like you, they're beating on you, like, and you're, you feel like you have low self-esteem and the things that they say to you, like can make you feel like you have a lower self-worth, like if you Mm -hmm. internalize it. And so like the emotional, the physical, and the psychological and domestic violence are usually all together most right. times. Mm-hmm. And so I can only imagine. And, and again, I don't know him like that. I've never been around for none of y'all fights, but I right. can only imagine he said something to make you feel less than he said, or oh, you ain't shit or you. So many times. Right. And so it's, it's not okay if you're, if you're the receiver of it, shit, it's not okay if you're the fucking doer of it, bro. Right. I mean, like, maybe in prison shit might be a little bit different, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, if that's why you, like, need to establish dominance, like, it, in order for you to survive, like, I understand, right. you know, self-sufficiency, okay, cool, self-autonomy, all that shit, okay, cool, great. Um, 
yeah, we we live in a little bit different out here. Yeah, bro. like we, exactly. we ain't doing all that. <laughs> we ain't doing all it's that. not the jungle. Mm-hmm. It's too much, bro. And so, on top of that, man, like I didn't even honestly. I mean, children witnessing this stuff. Have have any of your kids seen any of this? Happen? Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And so that is another layer, right? Like, not only are they witnessing this, but now they're saying, you know, seeing this as you know, this is mom, this is dad. Um, Okay, so this is what I need to do when my girl's acting up, or if she talks shit to me, right. or if and I try and I try to make sure, like I teach my kids how to be gentlemen because I yeah. can't, like I don't want ever them to ever be like that or think that's okay. For sure, yeah, yeah. So again, it's not okay. Um, don't ever, do not abuse your spouse. Do not abuse your partner. Um, yeah, never lay hands mm-hmm. on them. Yeah, you guys can like fucking talk it out if it's that big, exactly, and, or just walk away. Right, or just fucking walk mm-hmm. away, bro. Like, get, take a breather. <laughs> you literally don't have to be there. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. you, you could be doing anything else. You know what I'm saying? And then especially not in front of the kids, man. If you guys need to have a, like a super deep fucking, you guys are like screaming at each other, whatever. Not in front of the kids because mm-hmm. that shit will traumatize them as well. Um, yes. Yeah, almost as bad as receiving the violence yourself. Yes. Yeah, just about yes. as bad. And that can I say another thing is they need. Um, like counselors or whatever, therapists for the kids, um, because I try my best to talk to them, but they don't, I don't, I don't know, one, I don't know how to do it, and then they don't really understand, so I don't know how, I try my, I do my best, but like, it's hard, like I need somebody, like, and I always say that, like, what am I supposed to say? What do I say to them, or how do I help them, like? Yo, and my boy Adam, he mentioned we're going to be doing children's books. Right. Oh, about nice. this type of shit. Yes. And so now that you mentioned that, like, how do I explain this to my kids? Right. right. Like, how do I? How, how do I have this conversation? Right here and writing it down. Could, <laughs> write this down because here's here's what I think. Um, perhaps like if they're at the age of understanding, you know, like what violence is, like you know what it means to be a bully, you know, mm-hmm. so like doing some child play with them, like you know, have this toy over here, like have this toy over here, like okay, so you know, like, we're playing, we're playing, ooh, mm-hmm. everything's good, and this toy over here, like bam, 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 like, mm-hmm. like, ooh. Oh, why are you doing that? You know, like and right. try to like break down and like in a way that's understandable, not so deep and emotional, right. right? But like in a in a way that they can understand. Um, I feel like that might be helpful. Yes. Um, but again, there's so many things that that can be done. There's so many things that should be being done, but just fucking aren't. And yeah. That's sad. It, mm-hmm. I would say too, because I used to work with kids quite a bit. Um, just make sure that they know they're loved and yes. give them affection and mm-hmm. help them and set boundaries for them, you know? And right. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you can or when you can, get them to therapy because yes. um, kids are complicated. I was a mm-hmm. child and family therapist for a bit and it's complicated the way kids process things because they can't use words right. as well. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, get therapy. That's 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 yes. what I'm going to say. Get therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, get I'll say make therapy affordable. Yes, that's, that's the biggest that's what thing. I'm say. Mm-hmm. Yep, make therapy affordable because if we're we're advocating for therapy, absolutely. I to the day I fucking die, people need therapy, right. like just to yeah. process mm-hmm. their shit. But don't make it so expensive that someone who doesn't make enough money can't go. Like right. that, yeah, that kills me. Too. And if you can't afford therapy, um, there's there's options. Like you can go to Medicaid providers. And usually they'll have grants for people that can't even afford like Medicaid or stuff like that. Ooh. So wait, you can go to Medicaid providers and then yeah. sometimes they have like grants. Sometimes or they have grants for people just because oh, nice. they're trying to fill that need. That's of, good. As you said, like you they need to like 
come up with something so people know that all because I had no idea. Like some people know that all these resources because what good are they if nobody knows? Right. Nobody like you know because I had no idea. That's, yeah. Yo, that's awesome. I I'm glad you said that. I mean, I'm not really glad you said that, but it makes me think right. of something, right? Mm-hmm. So when you say you know we have all these things available, but no one knows. Someone fucking knows. Someone's well, keeping exactly. them in business, right? right? So no, mm-hmm. not not even just you. I'm just like saying someone who, someone who has power, right? Someone who pulls strings. Yeah. Someone's bullshit. Someone who knows, like, okay, well, here's where you can go. There's no one over here. You know what I'm saying? There's everywhere else with Phil, here, here's where you go. You know, like people mm-hmm. who have power or influence. I'm certain they know where the fuck. And you know, are. I feel like that's what the victim advocates are for. But they, like I said, they don't call me back. Like I talked to the dude one time. Since all this happened. And he said he was going to get back with me. And he, I left him so many messages, so many messages, emails, everything. And it's just like, I don't know if he's like overworked or what, but I don't oh, hear wow. back from him. Yeah. Make social work great again. Fuck. Stop playing, <laughs> <laughs> stop playing with me. Um, that hit me out of nowhere. I was like, yeah, this is true. Word. But um, we're, this episode is going to be uh, a bit shorter. Um, as Sorry. No, no, no. You don't need to apologize. Shoot. You know, everybody got shit that they need to do. But this stuff needs to be heard. Um, so so what can we do, right? We can, we can get therapy. We can reach out to support groups if you have the support group available. If not, fucking, there are some Facebook groups. If, like, join mm-hmm. a, make a fucking Facebook yes. group. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, like, try to reach out to like-minded people and see if they have heard of any resources or if they know of anything, like, yeah. along this line. Start a fucking blog, bitch. Like, there's, there's a lot that can be done if, if one is like creative and thought right, right. Mm-hmm. and so and i and i'm sure it's difficult to be creative and thought when you have so much yeah other fucking shit in i your can't face. i'm not very creative i can't <laughs> you know, you're fine mm-hmm. and so it's it's difficult so if you ever get the opportunity just like take that time for yourself and just kind of like breathe and it's okay to just fucking exist and be right. like okay i don't know what i'm doing right now but let's find out like let's see what we can do mm-hmm. um so if you or anyone you know have struggled with issues relating to any of the things that we talked about today, please reach out. Please seek help. Please be there for one another. This world is wild. This world is crazy. But we're fucking trying. Yeah. Be safe, y'all. We're doing it. We're making it. We're fucking doing it. We're making it. Yeah. (laughs) Doing it big. Yes. All right. Yo. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on here. Of course. Yo. Hopefully we can get you on another episode. You know, like relief. Yo. All right. (laughs) Now we out for real. Catch you all on the next episode. Don't come for me. No, but this is actually fun. It's informative because I've already learned a couple of things that I didn't know or things that I hadn't thought about.